0: Jacob's I'm wrapped Rez. up in a blanket.
1: I'm ready. What you been
2: doing? Uh, just been hanging out. Really, I felt really, I felt really weird last night, like almost like I was getting sick, and so I laid down a lot of last night. But yeah. Other than that, just been chilling this morning, hanging out with the roommates, playing a uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel on the Xbox.
1: <laughs> I saw that, man. You're all over that game. Yeah, I fucking
2: I wanted to try playing it again, and so <clears throat> I told Gavin to download it. And he got like hella into it and like figured out how to play it <laughs> because I didn't I didn't know really what the fuck I was doing. And so yeah. he told me a bunch of shit and I was like, "All right, let's build decks." And then one of our other friends from Missouri uh plays too, and so we've been playing with him the past couple of nights.
1: Damn. Yeah. It's time. <laughs>
0: Yo. your move Your move. fun
1: though um
2: but yeah what did you how was how was the birthday party yesterday Matt
0: that
3: was
2: good that
3: movie Strange World is trippy as shit Over, oh my, did
2: you go watch a movie
3: yeah we rented out one of the theaters at Regal so we had it all to ourselves
0: fuck yeah.
2: There and, yeah it was a good turnout
3: man Made little candy goodie bags for him little popcorn
2: hell yeah, yeah. dog that's awesome and
3: yesterday. then Strange World is a fucking weird ass movie, man. It's like whoever when wrote this it... was uh, taking LSD a lot. That <laughs> was good though.
2: That's good. Um, and then you went and did something pretty cool after that, Matt. How was how was the I fucking
3: photo show? I drove to Portland and didn't get there till about six thirty, and met up with my friend and another friend, and show started at nine, and we got there, and I got them too high. I gave him a little bit of an edible, and I had this pen with me, and they're fucking yeah. They live there, so you think they know where the parking garages are and shit. So we don't find a spot until like nine fifteen. I'm like, fuck, uh-huh.
1: loader's <laughs> already went
3: on stage. So we get to the venue, and there's a fucking line out the door around the block. I'm like, and they're playing already. I'm like, so they're doing their set already, and nobody's in. Nobody's in there. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? So by the time we got in, they had already finished their first set. So it's kind of like, fuck, dude, that sucks.
2: But, and they started out with Animals by Pink Floyd, right? Yeah. That was, yeah. Damn, so you missed
3: shit. I know. So I, I, we got the last, you know, a few bits of Pigs on the Wing, but it, it was what it was. The sh- The set that they did was great. And it wasn't Alter. I guess they're doing that at the Eugene show. The songs they did at this show were just a mix-up from a lot of different albums. So there's good yeah. Some versions, you know. The song they started off with wasn't a song that I really liked, but the version was cool. Um Evangeline, which is a slower song. They fucking did some weird rendition of that. And, of course, Danny Boy, dude. A lot oh, of the songs, you know, you know, floater songs, when they get that jumping kind of vibe, I was just waiting for the whole place to just crash because we were on the balcony.
2: Oh, God, yeah. People the jump. Crystal Ballroom has that bouncy-ass floor to it anyway.
3: Yeah. And luckily enough, floater fans are pretty respectful, so nobody got out of hand.
2: Hell, yeah. No, that's tight. That like, much. anytime I've seen them live, like, their version of Danny Boy fucking kicks ass. Mm-hmm. And I'm really stoked for that New Year's Eve show because I I love Alter. I love that fucking album. And so I'm stoked to hear them play that. Like Crusader, fun. dude, that's one of my favorite songs. I've never heard that song live. And so I'm fucking itching.
3: <laughs> right. It'll be fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. I think we just need to get there a little bit early because we don't have reserve seating. So getting in right. sooner will get us a better spot. Hopefully the balcony's open at the McDonald's. Sometimes they have it open, sometimes they don't.
2: True, true. Well, we've been rolling, by the way. I wanted to get your recount. I I wanted to get your recount of the show for the fans since we talked about Floater. Um, it was good. That's awesome. Great Floater. I'm glad. Man.
3: True Floater. I mean, it's just, you can feel the energy from the band itself. Even Rob, lead singer, just felt very humbled to be on stage. You guys, you guys, he, he kept saying how great we were and how much energy we were bringing, so it made them play better and play harder. My buddy thought that Dave was off with his guitar timing a little bit and the sound quality was hit and miss, but overall, man, they fucking, they killed it. Like, you can't go to a bad
2: floater show. They even had the visuals no. in the back on, so it was cool. No, for sure. Nice. That's, man, I'm so stoked. <laughs> I'm stoked to see them on the 31st. It's going yeah. to be fun. Yeah.
1: End of this, end of this month. Ready.
2: And I know, Jake, you've probably noticed I like the albums that you put behind you. It's fucking tight. Matt. Oh yes. My cares yeah. and stooges. Yeah. Yeah, good picks. Looks nice. But um let's uh let's talk about these Spotify rats, dude. Do we, yes. wanna, yeah. do we wanna share these? Yeah. Who do you we guys, wanna you guys go
3: first? You guys go first because you had more, you know, your own kind
2: of picks to it and I wanna hear what they were. Yeah. Let's see. Can you guys see my screen?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Cool. Let's see. Let's go with Jake first. And we'll do artists and then fucking
0: songs.
1: Hey, there it is. Benny the
0: podcast.
1: So, but kind of kinda of small, but yeah, you could see it. Uh but yeah, my my top artist for my rap, uh, Westside Gun, you know, obviously. <laughs> do, do,
2: do, do, do. <laughs> like, dude is. Can you see it? Up? Can you see yeah, it better? Yeah. See him?
1: Yeah. What album
3: cover is that, Tecmo Bowl, dude? That's fucking a classic.
1: That, yeah, that's uh, yeah, super Tecmo Bowl. Yeah. Uh, it was, It's great. The vinyl for it too is really cool. Like, it's actual like the cutout that it has. Who's the artist? Uh, comes like Bo
2: Jackson movie. and the Alchemist.
1: Yeah. It oh. Was, it was dope. Boldy James. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um and then Macami. Big Macami fan and uh, and then The Butch. Benny the Butch. Butch.
0: <laughs> the Butch. Hell yeah. Yeah.
1: I have this... kind of surprised me. I have a lot more hip hop. Um and it's like mainly hip hop. That was my it top thing is. I think. But Yeah, I was listening to a lot of music, but it was mainly hip-hop that I had on there. Okay,
2: yeah. This is, it's weird looking at this for you, because you look at that, and it's like very much Griselda heavy and shit. And then you look at your fucking songs here.
1: Yeah, and it's like, you know, Boldy James, and then it's the Navy Blue album that we talked about. Um, and then I got some Spanish rap in there, uh, sancocho and then Reflujo, which are two like Spanish songs. Uh, and then the fifth one, I just have like an indie track on there. <laughs> that song I listen to a lot. Um, it's a good song. Hell Dude, yeah, it, it kind of surprised me. I, I was looking at my thing right now. Um, total minutes played, I had almost 65,000. Really, like, yeah, almost 65,000 minutes played. Like, in total. Um, and, like, my top genres were uh, hip-hop, uh, boom-bap, um, indie rock, and then indie soul, I think. And then rock. Um, so, yeah. Nice. But, yeah, a lot of hip-hop. A big but hip-hop artist, so.
2: still kind of a... You think that was pretty accurate, though?
1: I th- think... Maybe not a whole lot, because I did. Like, I would play... <clears throat> A lot of music at work too, that mm-hmm. wasn't hip hop. So I'm surprised how I didn't have more variation. But uh, yeah, it, it checks out. I do listen to a lot of hip hop, like off, just on my own. So gotcha.
2: Well, here, let's take a look at. Let's take a look at mine.
1: Let's see. It's gonna have Mariah Carey and Beyonce.
0: You stop it. Stop it bunch of nickelback oh that's right the (laughs) the young gravy
2: so this one kind of makes sense (laughs) but not at the same time uh yeah this year i was really into i was really into donda uh still listening to that a lot when it had come out uh I did go on like kind of a good Kanye kick too. Uh, kind of wild that this came out a day before he started going off the handle again. Gotta love that. Yeah. Uh, number four, I'm surprised. Doesn't hire ghost main. Uh, I listened to uh, the noise album that we brought up on episode two uh, by ghost main, a fucking shit ton. I love that album. Uh, I love his more recent stuff too. Suicide boys also makes sense. Uh, They'll, there's another reason why these all make sense here in a minute uh and the number two floater uh once we started doing the podcast and then like mainly like talking with matt and shit i was like fuck like i would play floater a lot when uh i was like training mad at work and shit and uh then we brought up <clears throat> angels in the flesh and i was like all right that spawned like a whole like three month floater kick for me and the number one young gravy um i I really can't deny this one i fucking love young gravy uh and he came out with he was like dropping new shit a lot this year so i was listening to him a lot uh goofy goofy shit
1: (laughs) but you guys canceled for that kanye pick, dorian just letting you know right
0: now
1: (laughs) (laughs) i know
2: it's so horrible uh but the reason why ghost Main, suicide boys and young gravy all three make a lot of sense for being on my top five i have a playlist that i called that's called gravy boys and it's those three artists and it's long enough to where i get like a good mix of all three and i don't know it's just sometimes if i don't i'll play it like uh on the way to work sometimes and shit. And like i i play it when i drive but uh yeah that one kind of makes sense <laughs> But my artists... Alright, and then the songs.
1: Oh, I see your files, Dorian. You better watch out. (laughs) You cleaned up a little bit. Huh? You cleaned up your files a little bit.
0: Alright. And,
2: uh, number five. We got The Last Time by Floater. Uh... Number four, Antarctica by Suicide Boys, which just actually recently got added to Spotify in streaming because they were like getting copyrighted by Dead Mouse, of all people. Um,
1: actually, yeah, that's, I was going to say, that's the song that has a Dead Mouse sample, right? Yeah. It's been on I, Spotify for the longest.
2: Yeah, they just recently added it back like a couple months ago. And so I was bumping that. And then the rest of this basically is just confirming that playlist that I was telling y'all about because it has all three of these artists. So, uh, And Gravy Train has that really good... Uh, Alright, and it coming along, we gotta get right back. There's a fucking... The beat for that song is so sick and uh, I love it. So, yeah, Gravy Train by Young Gravy was my number one. Uh, <laughs> such a weird... This was... Like, <laughs> I don't know why, but, like, I felt called out as fuck with this Spotify rap. I was like, God damn it. I was like, I do listen to that shit a lot, but God damn it. Young Gravy, yeah. (laughs) I was surprised
3: by the the Floater song that you listened to the most. I was like, oh, that's a great song, but I was just like, I don't know.
2: Well, it, like, when I, when we were listening, that also ties back into listening to Angels in the Flesh. I got reintroduced to that song, and I fucking loved it, and as I said, when, uh, we brought up that album, like I was leaving the branch and shit. And so I was like, so I call all the dogs. And like just in the back of the branch, just like, man, the end of an era. <laughs> like. And so, and then there was like some other life shit that that song, I don't know. It just, that song like strikes me on an emotional level. So, uh, it's a
3: fun song to sing together at three in the morning. Yeah. You're wasted. And you know, yeah,
2: <laughs> dude, it's fucking, fun. uh, fuck. One of the times I drove up to Corvallis and was on the way back, I was just like drained in all aspects, and I'm just driving, and I had put on my floater playlist. That's like two and a half hours of floater, and that song came on, and I was just fucking screaming with the windows down. I was just like, ah! like, nice. <laughs> just belting it out. Yeah, no, it's a fun ass song. Um, yeah. But yeah. now we got to do you, Matt. <laughs>
3: my work playlists, my work. I know. Artists, I yeah. didn't.
2: As soon as you said that, I was like, shit. He's
3: right. No, but no, there are a lot of them are true to heart, though. I mean, some of the songs are probably more work playlists, but the artists are definitely in my rotation nonstop. This is hard for me to break the cycle of uh,
0: some of the artists I listen to, or even the genres. But that's okay. Artists.
2: Yeah, they closed out the file I had open for this.
3: Those bastards. But yeah, from top, or bottom to top, you know, Rush. I always listen to Rush, basically. I mean, that's one of the more friendly songs I can play throughout the day at work. And who loves Rush more than me? Uh, Chili Peppers, I think, are just in there because of their, you know, different albums they have. And again, work appropriate. Pearl Jam. I mean, nothing needs to be said about that, Dorian, I think. <laughs> <You
0: know. laughs> at home of
2: John Pictures. Right.
3: Uh, Depeche Mode, you know, there's a lot of 80s to vibes that i like and i'll play that at work and then floater of course you know i've been listening to a lot of floater ever since i brought up angels on the podcast um kind of falling back in love with them obviously going to see them last night and then our show here in a few weeks at the mcdonald's so definitely a fun a fun list
2: absolutely Mm -hmm. no i saw that and i was like i like i when you sent that to us today i was like i like that
1: i like that yeah you had like two uh Kiyagaku Moyo songs, too, in I do, I know, that was great. That's awesome, man.
3: <laughs> I love that. I introduced my buddies to that the Masonic Temple's album, because they'd never heard of the band, and they were just like, what is this? I'm like, yep. What is this? Yeah, what is this? What, what is, is this? It's pretty dope. It's it's What is it? What is it? But Rebel Yell's on there, it's hilarious. Another work appropriate there. <laughs> <Blair. laughs> Tom Sawyer as well, but yeah, you know, I'll play those, you know, happy edit throughout the day of work, because I feel like a happy idiot, you know, waving at cars sometimes, inside the branch. Yeah. And then, you know, those two, you know, Majipos and Fluffy Komish, I mean, those are just, yeah. like, if you're having the worst fucking day, and you're just pissed off, you throw one of those songs on, and you're just like, start moving, you start dancing, you feel a little Japanese, and yes. you know, everything goes away. I don't know, it just it calms me down. <laughs> kind of like Slayer death metal calms me down, that song will as well. Yeah. It
2: just makes me yeah. fucking
3: forget about. It. I'm like, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. It's just fucking do a little dance.
2: Make a little yeah. love. Get down to that. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Right at the movie. Yeah. Right. But it was oh, nice seeing yeah. both of those songs from that artist on there. I'm like, "Yes. I guess I love that
2: album." Yeah. That was that was me seeing the two uh Ghost main songs on there. Uh, mm-hmm. Flesh and Nile because when I brought that album up i said that this like there's like a three track run there's like an intro track and then the first three actual songs just kick so much ass and they tie in together actually like they literally flow one to the next and so i saw flesh and nile on there and i was like yeah that fucking carries <laughs> um
3: that's some random genres too yeah i was like new way pop soul and hip-hop were in there my top three
2: yeah, something, one of mine was called, like, Casual something, I can't remember, I'll have to casual. look at it, but it was, like, something casual, casual I, was like, I was like, what the fuck, it literally made me think of, like, just, like, stoner reggae music, but I was like, I
0: don't,
2: want, yeah. I was like, I don't play that shit.
1: Casual, <laughs> that like, Dorian's got, like, white noise. Uh one of them just like, <laughs> sleeps with it like in the background.
2: At work, I just have the sound of a TV static in my ears <laughs> as I'm doing my job. <laughs> I'm bopping my head to it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I consider EDM. Plot twist. <laughs> um, but let's decide uh, whose albums we want to do, or whose album we want to do first.
3: Primus, Primus, Primus.
2: Okay. Primus sucks. Yeah. Primus sucks. All right, we'll do that. I'm gonna step away for two seconds. Okay.
1: Step
0: away.
2: Uh, banter. I don't know.
1: I only wanna box be with you. I only wanna be with you.
2: There's a big uh,
3: square box under my Christmas tree, Jake. Oh. It looks, like a, it looks like a
1: turntable. Pretty sure.
3: Oh. So definitely get those speakers before the end of the month
1: here. Oh yeah, I got them here for you, bro. They're already packed up. Sweet. You sweet. Just need to wrap some wrapping paper around it and <laughs>
3: <laughs> Little Santa Claus gnomes. Oh jeez. How'd you find how'd you find the band that
1: that we're listening to from you? Uh Krongbin? Yeah. Uh I think I heard them at a store one time. And then I just, like, shazammed it. And okay. Then... That's, that's it? Yeah, nice. that's it. Yeah, they've been my favorite for multiple years now. Like, I think since this album came out, like, I was all over their music. Like, anything they released, I was like, on it. As soon as that first track started, I'm like, yep. Sign yeah. me. Like...
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: great.
2: Yeah. the The other one... That he brought up earlier. That was like an early, early pick for you, wasn't it? That was like pick was three.
1: Third episode, yeah.
2: Yeah, he brought up uh, The Universe Smiles Upon You. And I fucking love that album. I bought it recently. Uh, that's another good one you should check out.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but we'll save we'll save that for later. It's yeah. time for What You Spinning, episode 34 episode 34 fellas uh we wanted to do a couple little bits as an intro uh so that was us you know going over our spotify wrapped talking about uh matt's journey to the floater show which we'll be seeing the eugene portion uh, at the end of the month here uh but i'm dorian uh there's jake and there's matt how are you guys doing doing good
1: doing swell Nice and cozy today. I'm trying to stay warm. I know,
2: you look like Ben Kenobi. Yeah, right? <laughs> Fucking Young fighting Annie. Tuscan yeah, you Raiders.
1: Guess. Young Annie. <laughs> yeah. Young Annie. You cannot kill people in a 7-Eleven. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but we're going to go ahead and uh, talk about my pick for this week, which was Sailing the Seas of Cheese by Primus. The was sick with cat calls,
3: no pun intended. But not even a muscle in the neck that put you, she straight from behind the alleyway. She knew what she wanted. She was looking for that stud bull. She was looking for that tea cat. And that was me. Comedy cat is my name. And I say unto thee. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Say my you down with me? Say, baby! Say, baby!
2: Their album released in nineteen ninety-one. Shocking that it came out that year, uh, because Frizzle Fry that we talked about on episode eight came out in nineteen ninety. And just a little shout out. Uh, episode eight with Primus was actually the first was the episode that get that Matt was a guest feature on. And then two episodes later, we we brought him on full time and it's been a hell of a ride. So I was like, I got a little reminisce. I was like, man, last time we talked about Primus, like that was Matt's first episode. That was hella tight. I actually like watched it again. But
0: uh,
2: I've got shit to say about it. But I just wanted to give that little shout out. But uh, what were y'all's takes?
1: Uh yeah, I liked it. I mean it's another great Primus album. Uh I'm glad that, you know, I, I dug into their music after we talked about um first Sizzle Fry. Um and uh, some songs on this album came up. Um, you know, Jerry was a race car driver. Um The American Dream or something like that. American Life. American Life, yeah. American Life. Um great album, man it's that funky funky bass that you hear that's legendary for let's play like it's you know it's iconic and yeah yeah man it, it's great uh the album is really cool i like these album covers that they have they're like right uh it just looks like like a boat that's like sinking and it's like going around it looks like velveta cheese that's like melted and like there's like <laughs> monsters and shit around yeah it's pretty cool um but yeah it's pretty dope man i like this i like this pick and yeah i'm definitely a big fan of Primus now ever since we brought it up so good stuff
3: yes crazy it's their second studio album you know like we were talking a minute ago frizzle fry it's like a follow-up to that and you're just like damn i always thought that this was their first album i don't know why you know way long ago um obviously it wasn't And the only reason I thought that is because there's a part in the movie Bill & Ted's Excellent Adventure in the very beginning when they're doing Battle of the Bands, and Primus is actually on stage doing Tommy the Cat. And I always remember that because the version that they do is pretty cool. It's pretty, like, really tight and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's fucking Primus, dude. That's Tommy the Cat. And that was my kind of first introduction to Primus. Um, And I like the album cover like Jake was bringing up. It's very, like, cheesy in a sense. And, you know, diving more into that topic, apparently, the when they were trying to get their, you know, they were on a, uh record contract with, I'm not sure what the label was, but all the bands that they were with were like hair bands, like Poison and, you know, all these other bands. So they felt like they were in a sea of cheese because of all the, you know, the bands that they were on the label with. They they didn't fit in, in a sense. So that was kind of cheesy. I thought that was kind of clever.
1: Oh, nice.
3: That's- and they, you know, they used a lot of samples, too, um, on some of their songs. There's a song, or there's a sample from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 on here. Um, some samples from a show called The Young Ones, which is a British comedy show from, I think it's the late 80s, early 90s. Um, and then the song 11 has like a weird setup for the timing. It's like 11-8 timing, which is, I'm not sure exactly what that means or how fast that is. But That's, the song is definitely like, you know, kind of like, oh, this is, doesn't sound like a normal time signature at all.
2: So. It's just complex. It's like a complex one. I don't know okay. really how to describe it. I don't even fully fucking know what it means. I just know that it's not normal. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. But yeah, I love Primus, man. This is one of my first, uh, you know, full on like dive into Primus as far as when I became a fan. You know, American Life, Sergeant Baker, those two songs just kind of like oh, grabbed me. Like, ooh, the bass lines and the drumming and the, you know, the guitar work is just, they all fit so well. It's kind of like Floater. It's the three piece and they all have their individual parts, but they all do it really well together. Yeah. Well, they blend it and when they blend it as a band it's just amazing so i love this album great pick
2: thank you now this i don't know like frizzle fry is probably it's weird frizzle fry is probably my favorite album by primus but sailing the seas of cheese has my favorite song by them which is tommy the cat mm. i don't know why like because i had heard john the fisherman My introduction to Primus was uh the South Park theme song and John the Fisherman on Guitar Hero 2. I loved that fucking song. And then I started listening to them more and I was like, oh, I'll listen to Frizzle Fry because it has John the Fisherman. And then I went to this one next. And when I heard Tommy the Cat, I was like fucking 14. And it just it blew my fucking mind. Just like the drumming on it, the bass, like the way the song, the just that whole song is a fucking masterpiece across the board, like from his distorted vocals and shit. Mm-hmm. But I just think that's weird, you know. Like Frizzle Fry favorite album, but fuck that, my favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> but I still love all of the songs on this album, you know.
3: Yeah, I guess this was this was like one of his favorite albums. This and Frizzle Fry are like his, you know, his, as far as his top picks for albums that they've made, and like. These are right. favorite, so it's kind of cool.
2: Yeah. And the fact that they came out one year apart is mm-hmm. fucking bananas, because they're both so strong.
3: But different, you know. I feel like both albums have a different, you know, set up and, you know, play out. You know? I feel yeah. like Save the Seas of Cheese is a little bit faster. Fizzle Fry seems a little bit more, like, progressive, because the songs are a little bit longer. Yeah. But, you know, both albums are great.
2: Yeah, it's got a little more groove to it. And this one kind of has a slight tone of aggression to it at some points. Like, the, it just sounds heavier rather than being as groovy. Um, man, some iconic songs on this, though. Like, Tommy the Cat's a really strong one. Jerry Was a Race Car Driver has been in so many fucking things. Like, fuck, it's Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, you know? Like, the remake that they made for Tony Hawk, I played it. And you can... They had jerry was a race car driver on it but you can go into the game settings and choose what songs play out of the soundtrack and so i did like can i kick it sailing uh fucking jerry was a race car driver and then like two dead kennedys or sex pistol songs and that was it i was just skating to like four songs just fucking... like <laughs> let me tell you you do some cool tricks to jerry was a race car driver <laughs> like... <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, um, I like his voice on some of the songs, like Jerry was a race car driver, like I don't know what he he just sounds like he's like just like barely talking out of it like Jerry was a race like he's just like barely like <laughs> coming out that you could hear it. Yeah, um, but it's really funny. Um same thing with Tommy the cat. Um Yeah. And he has like a lot of these like very like funny like sentences that he'll just say in that stick. Um like he says uh what did he say? like say baby do you want to lay down like he just keeps yeah. like yeah. i sent it, I sent you guys a message like throughout the week um uh, like he just says it like 50 times in like a minute span like um, same it's super funny and then same thing with uh what song is that is um, it luck is it luck yeah is it luck also <laughs> that Dude, that song that... had me cracking up too i love it
2: because He's on. Is it luck? You can tell that he's just having so much fucking fun. And the whole band, like, song, like instrumentation-wise, that song's badass because when he says "She whispered in my ear," Tim Alexander just starts going, just like super slow, like, like, or super uh, soft drumming, and Les Claypool comes back in and starts, and it just builds back up and shit. It's fucking. hilarious (laughs) hilarious <laughs>
3: yeah. or even like like you were saying jake tommy the cat he just like the way it starts off like truly a spectacle you know he's,
0: just,
1: yeah, like, yeah. he's
3: so funny he's, just, like,
1: <laughs> he's like almost rapping in a sense like like
3: it's like a circus conductor or something introducing the next act it's fucking yeah it's so funny
2: and then when he he has like a couple moments where he kind of screams both on tommy the cat and throughout the album when he's like she know
3: what you wanted
0: she was talking about minute." <laughs>
3: that's, it's not, that's tom waits i think isn't it at one point some of those
0: oh shit
3: yeah i think that was he's a heat cat i think that was tom waits yeah was it's it fun. he's on that song he does half the oh. the verses with with less on that yeah you have to listen to it again you can kind of tell because tom waits has a little bit more of a raspy smoky vocal but yeah
0: i thought
2: it was just him like let no, uh, they Les off, yeah. through a fucking like harmonica mic
3: no, I think Les starts it off with that kind of intro with, you know, truly mm-hmm. a spectacle, you know, all that yeah. fun stuff. And then Tom Waits kind of goes into it, portraying oh. Tommy the Cat, I think,
2: you yeah. know. Damn. That's fucking sick. Right? It's fun. great. Damn, album. dude. I didn't know. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> I wish I, wish I knew it that, that eat, Matt,
1: dude.
2: That's- Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Matt. Matt'll listen to our albums and be like, I bet they he's like finds one thing and I know he's he's in there like the professor from Nightmare Before Christmas. He's like, hey, yeah, I found some and he's like, These he's motherfuckers like, don't know. <laughs> I love it, dude. That's fucking wild. Um But I'm glad that y'all like this pick. It's uh I've been waiting to bring this one up, and I think it was a perfect time too. Mm-hmm. uh But one thing I do want to tell you guys is I caught a hundred pound sturgeon on a twenty pound test. Fish out.
3: Layer <laughs> load down. That's probably my favorite Primus song, honestly. Fish on. Is... <laughs> I don't know why it's that intro and fish out. Like, it's I just so that's good. my Primus song, and of every Primus song, that's the one that I'll just go to. I think because it's so long? Yeah. Because it's so like different. You know, it starts off kind of melodic and then goes into some crazy shit later on.
2: Absolutely. Um, man, did we bring up anything? Let me look
1: at my notes.
0: Nope.
1: I didn't. I didn't uh, bring up uh those damn blue collar tweakers.
0: That's what I was just about <laughs> just to say. That
1: name, dude. I, yeah. I I don't know. I feel like a lot of a lot of people do this, um, but I see it more specifically in like rock music, mm-hmm. where they'll just make like just random like song titles, you know, um, like purple refrigerator with legs or something like it's just something nutty like that doesn't make any sense but it's like a badass song um and i love that they named it that and it's a good song too so <laughs> it's like
2: yeah and it the fucking it has one of my favorite moments on the album is when at like towards the end they're doing the hey yeah uh, hey uh. <laughs> and les starts like just wailing i'm like damn i don't know why but i just fucking mm. i love that shit uh man and then i was real quick on the fish on thing i was (laughs) i was on facebook and this page i follow had like posted the john the fisherman video and someone commented the lyrics to fish on and it started like a whole conversation of like there's a they're like do you think les claypool tries to fit in a song on every primus album about fishing (laughs) because there's a lot of songs in their music that are about fishing and I was like damn that's a hell of a conspiracy I like that Um, but let's uh, do top threes I'll kick us off
3: let's do
2: it Uh, number three for me was those damn blue collar tweakers Uh, number two for me was one that I more recently fell in love with after listening to this, after I bought it, uh, Sergeant Baker. I don't know why, but just that,
1: Sergeant Baker, is my name. Uh,
2: and then number one, obviously, Tommy the Cat, man. That shit. And then, uh, honorable mention, uh, Here Come the Bastards, and Is It Luck. Those are my two honorable mentions. Nice. And my top three. Heck yeah. Uh, my honorable mention was
3: Tommy the Cat, just because it's a iconic song and just kind of memorable in a lot of ways. Uh, number three, those damn blue tweak tweakers. Uh, number two, Sergeant Baker, and then obviously number one, Fish On.
1: Nice. Dude, every time I think of Fish On now, because I used to. One of my cousins had a a fishing game, um, and every time that you'd catch a fish, the like commentator in the game would say Fish On, um, <laughs> and I could just think about like that song. Oh, yeah. I'm that just cool. saying that. That's
0: funny. That's uh, sick. <laughs>
1: yeah, I got to find what game that was. I don't know what game it was. It was it was it was really fun though. Um honorable mention, I'm going to go um American Life. Okay, uh, and then top 3, I'm going to go um Is it Luck? Jerry was a race car driver and then Tommy the Cat.
2: Fuck yeah, dog.
1: But yeah, Fish on was good. I like Fishon. Yeah.
2: Time. Hell yeah. Well, that was Sailing the Seas of Cheese by Primus, which was my pick for this week. Go ahead and give it a listen. We are gonna dive right on in the next one. Can we talk about Matt's next?
1: Yeah, we can go mine. We can go mine.
2: Alright. Alright. Let's do it. We are We are here to talk about Matt's album right now. I'm stoked about this one. Yes. So what was said album sir
3: said album was from 1992 arrested development uh, three years five months and two days in the life of uh... most of frowning upon your
1: arrival but i need you for survival and when you follow my community yeah. i run outside to properly Greet you, let it rain, take my pain. I'm glad to meet you. Fill my eyes with a colorful rainbow. Every drop that hits me fills me with unimmeasurable amount of security. Knowing my God acknowledges me, as if each drop of rain is aimed toward me. My Lord, thanks for life. My Lord, thanks for life. Yeah. It's rainy revolution. It's rainy solution.
3: Definitely a different area of hip-hop. I feel like the early 90s, you know, 89 through like, I guess late 80s, early 90s, like 89 through 92 were kind of like different areas of hip-hop where it was more like, you know, the De La Soul vibe and the conscious and the positive and the introspective kind of hip-hop came out. Um, So there's a lot of good artists from that era. This album stood out for me because it was an album that I listened to at a young age, and it it just stuck with me. I remember hearing the song "Tennessee" on MTV, I've seen that video, and that just whole vibe just kind of stuck with me throughout the years. And there's plenty of other songs on this album that are great, but that song in general is, you know, it's a staple. I feel like for that area or that time and that time frame in hip hop, um, it's their debut album. It's kind of considered a starting point, you know just an opinion, but a starting point for Southern hip-hop. You know, just kind of getting that vibe out there, you know, it was a different genre, of course, but definitely a starting point. So I have a lot of other things to say about it. What do you guys think?
0: I can't hear you. What the fuck?
2: There Sorry, goes. Skype Skype muted me for some reason. No, but everything, everything you said is... Kind of like a perfect way to put it, you know, because it was it was right before, you know, shit like Biggie and Tupac like started coming out. And it is very much like positive and shit like, you know, like uh children. What is it? Children play with Earth like a song like that, you know, it just makes you feel good. And it is like a very positive feel throughout this album. I really liked it. Um the like instrumentation to everything like the beats were all fucking awesome and then uh it just it really did just make you want to fucking just uh, do a little shimmy little dance man like no matter what song it was you know even like slower songs like kind of slower songs like uh uh raining what is it raining revolution i couldn't read my own handwriting for a second um (laughs) but no i i love this album man uh and like i had said when you brought it up last week i was like i i had heard that there was a rap group called arrested development because i really liked the show arrested development and i but i had so i knew of them but literally never heard a thing that they had done and this was a fantastic introduction so thank you for bringing this up had you
3: heard tennessee before had you heard that song tennessee no
2: i couldn't know yeah no even because like
3: if anybody knows that that artist, they'd be like, "Oh, I've heard that song," you know.
2: Yeah, no, I had I had just seen it because I was trying to. It was when I was watching the show. I was trying to see who else was in it, like actor-wise or something. And it was like for rap group Arrested Development. Click here on Wikipedia, and I was like, "There's a rap group called that." I was like, "That's cool," and I never just went and listened to them for whatever reason. But no, great introduction, man.
1: Right on. Okay. Glad you liked it. Yeah, no, this this album, man, it's. Like you guys have already said, it's very different for hip hop in the sense that it's very uplifting. Like the message for it, um, like the whole idea of it, it's it's with that intention to you know like kind of uplift you to make you feel good. Um, And yeah, at the time when rap, it's you know there it went through its phases: the De La Soul, the you know the Tribe, and all this. And then this was very different to. You know what would come up after like the gangster rap and drug rap and everything this is just you know like feel good music um and the message you know it talks a lot about you know like black his- black history a lot of things that were going on you know in their lives and what they were experiencing um, and it's very powerful um, the the whole message that they're giving out it had like a couple of like awards too, didn't it? They won like a couple of Grammys or like nominations. They were the, the
3: first rap group to win a Grammy for Artist of the Year.
1: Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's pretty nutty. Like it's the first one for rap, like ever. Yeah. yeah. Damn. So, yeah. That's, that's a,
2: actually insane.
3: Right. Yeah. And the album title stands for how long it took them to get a record contract. I found that out earlier. Ooh. So, I was like, what's really? the album title? Yeah, like, what is that about? And I finally looked into it. And I was like, oh, okay. It took them almost, you know, four years to get an album contract or a record contract, but they got it. And luckily, they did. I haven't really listened to any other albums that they did, um, just because I know this one so well. So.
2: Right. No, but it's, do they have, like, a producer or, like, a band? Because when I pulled them up on Wikipedia this week to, like, look into them, mm-hmm. I saw that, like, past members was, like, a fucking whole phone scroll.
3: Oh, really? They're, Damn. Okay.
2: Like they're.
3: I didn't look into it at all. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there were the, four, the five members on there, and then, you know, I'm sure they had a lot of backup
0: and help.
2: I might be... I might be... Wrong.
0: That was your shopping list from last night. Don't forget the eggs. The fuck, you can't see it. But yeah, it's
2: like... It's literally
3: very long. Yeah, see, Tommy, two times on there.
1: Huh? Yeah. <laughs> get the paper. Get the paper. <laughs> get the papers. God
2: damn it. But yeah, so I was like, so that's why I was asking, did they have a full band that they used to use or something? Because know, that, no. when I saw that past members list, I was like, what the fuck? That's Mm -hmm. insane. But regardless, like I noticed a lot of like live instrument kind of feel to their beats. Like Mr. Wendell, like that guitar riff, that's one that especially makes me just wanna Mr. Wendell.
0: like
3: like, like the 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 people everyday cover that they do. I mean, so many people have covered that song and I feel like they did a little different spin on it where they use more of their uh original lyrics
0: and you know Mm -hmm. rock
3: talked about kind of things that they went through, like maybe true stories, maybe not, but like, you know, they can right. relate back to themselves. Like we are everyday people. This is what happens in our life, you know? Yeah. We're not, we're not all thugs. We're all, you know, humans, you know, we still deal with the same things that everybody else deals with. So.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, I loved, I loved that cover too. And it kind of, I noticed that it was very much its own, you know, kind of spin with its own lyricism. And it made me think of, Another album we brought up on here, uh, which was the No Woman, No Cry cover by the Fugees with with Wycliffe. I, I thought that that's like it kind of made me think of that. I was like, man, that's actually, you know, really fucking cool that they that they took that song and really made their own adaptation of it. And to start the album off, like have it be one of the first songs on the album with such a strong cover at that is pretty is pretty solid. I really like that, too.
0: Yeah.
1: Tennessee man, like message behind Tennessee and the lyrics. Like I had I had heard it before, but when I was like actually like reading word for word the lyrics, man, some of it was like hard stuff. It is,
3: right? Going back to your history and like, you know, yeah. kind of where you came from and the slavery aspect and all that, you know, it's all there. The video yeah. perspective too like that. Yeah. Like up uh, shoes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, I like I, how, I like that, that they talk about it though cuz they like it's it's not really something that's talked about a lot, especially in music, and especially nowadays. Like nowadays, you don't see artists like this. You don't see groups that, you know, they talk about like this subject material and, you know, have success with it. Um, So I think it's it's very powerful and it was really huge for hip hop in general, just because it showed, you know, the other spectrum of what hip hop could be, you know? Mm talk about gangster rap, talk about, you know, all this, like, hype music, and then you talk about the other side, where, you know, it's, like, very conscious, it's, like, kind of, like, soul hip-hop, like, it's, it's very, you know, deep, with a deeper meaning, a lot more. Like,
3: they took away that, that, not anger aspect, but that, like, upset, you know, pissed off aspect, you know, even though they were, in a sense, they, like, brought it more mainstream, and like, this is just our story, and this is, you know, what other people are going through, and, you know let's talk about it let's not get pissed off about it and start about talking about guns and drugs let's just talk about it you know
2: yeah and the roots i really i really did like that it was a very introspective and you know talking about where you came from kind of album you know that was kind of like the underlying story and just talking about everyday fucking shit you know not like trying to talk about extravagant you know aggressive lifestyles and uh I really did like that. Uh, Fishing for Religion was a really good song to me. The lyricism, the lyrics on that were were pretty solid. Mm-hmm. And it had it had kind of a interesting start to it. And then it started having like that gospel choir in the middle of it. And I was like, Okay. I kinda <laughs> I like that build up and shit. Uh, yeah. but that was a really good song to me too, for like the lyric the from a lyrical standpoint.
1: Yeah. Nice. Mr. Wendell mr wendell's a good track like it's the classic song yeah it's like a perspective of like a homeless person Mm, right but they do there's like his his struggles and all that i like that like weird like vocal sample that they use the (laughs) like the like yellow (laughs) whatever (laughs) Uh, i like that uh but yeah like i feel like every song has a message and like it has like a purpose behind it that they're Mm. making it um that's you know that's something to appreciate in music, cause especially in hip-hop. Hip-hop, it's a very lyrical, you know, the message behind it. So mm-hmm. I think they did a great job with it. They did what, Absolutely. You know, what they were meant to do with it. Yeah, yeah.
2: 100%. Yeah, solid-ass pick, man.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you guys
3: enjoyed it.
2: <laughs> Shall we uh, yeah. top three it up?
3: I'll, I'll start it off. Uh, <clears throat> honorable mention for me is uh, Fishing for Religion, just because of the message and, you know, the overall song structure for that one. Uh, number three, uh, be Mr. Wendell, because that's one of the more iconic songs from that album. Um, you hear it and you're just like, oh, you know that you know that beat, you know that vibe. Uh, number two, Tennessee, just because of the same reason. That's, you know, it's got that staple MTV music video. And like, if you ever see it, you know that song. And then my favorite song is Raining Revolution. Um, it's my snip. And it's just got a cool vibe to it. Just the lyricism all around.
2: Hell yeah, solid picks, man. Uh, top three for me: number three is "You," I really, I really like that song. Number two for me was "Mr. Wendell," and number one was "Fishing for Religion." I just liked a lot of things about that song. Sweet.
1: Yeah, going going back to uh, the fish aspects and our previous album and this album, <laughs> um, I like "Give a Man a Fish." That one's cool. Oh, sorry. Honorable mention. Uh, I'm gonna go you. Also, great track. Uh, but give a man a fish. Uh, Natural. Really like that song. Um, and then my favorite has to be Mr. Wendell, because the beat on it is really catchy. Um, everything that he's saying about it, and even like you, for a first listen, you could kind of tell what it's about. Messages on it, and you know. But yeah, this whole this whole album, great message. I think it's fantastic what they did for hip hop. So. Yeah, it's a great pick. Thank you.
2: Shout out Headliner in Arrested Development. Uh, But that was Matt's pick for this week, uh, which was three years, five months, and a day in the life of. Did I say it right?
3: Uh, I think so. What did you say? Three years, five months, and two days.
2: In two two days. days. Three years, five months, and two days in the life of by Arrested Development. Uh, We'll be right back to wrap it up with Jake's pick. I almost had it. (laughs) I was trying the whole time that I was like... 47 days, days, two years, and three nights. (laughs) (laughs) A fortnight and a half. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, it's time to finish up the discussions for the albums for episode 34 what you spin in which means Jake you're last in the batting order get us on base mean
1: yep yep so last week we brought I brought up uh, Krongbin, uh con todo el mundo Second album came out in 2018. Yeah, 2018. Um, released by Dead Oceans, the label. Um, back has a picture. That's a so uh, cool. I like that back album cover. Yeah. yeah was cool. uh, Mark Spear, the guitarist. Uh, my my girlfriend, uh, my babe, Laura Lee, Laura Leezy. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: and uh, my guy DJ, uh, the drummer. DJ. Uh, yeah, it's our second time bringing up Krongbin. I brought them up our third episode. Um real early on in the pod. I got a lot to say about these guys. Um but yeah. Let's let's talk about it. Let's
2: talk. Uh man, fucking Krongbin dude. They don't miss. They really don't. Oh man. <laughs> Did you find this one at Moonrock too?
1: This one I got at House, I think. Oh, okay. Like two years ago.
2: Gotcha. Was this before... I didn't look into it too much. Was this before or after Universe?
1: After Universe. Universe came out in 2015, 2016. Okay. And then this came out in 2018. uh, Gotcha. Yeah, the second album.
2: Nice. It's... Man, they're just so good. Like, they're all just respectively so talented and... It is like, it's just so easy to listen to and to like get hooked to a song, you know, whether there's like a sick little bass line that she's doing or like just how tight the drum beats are and just the way their albums flow and shit. It's, they're fucking insane, man. I'm so, I was so happy when you brought these guys up again, honestly.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun listen to, like from the title track, which is, uh, was it Como Me Quieres? Like, that song just, you know, brought me in right away. I was like, oh, yep, I don't need to know who this is. I'm going to listen to it no matter what. Um, and there's a quote from Mark Spear that I found very interesting. It says, music should never be just for the sake of being experimental. Before you even start, you should know what you're experimenting with first. I feel like um, for this man, that's a good representation because for the most part, it's all instrumental. But they do such a good job of each song, you know, transitioning into the next, especially on this album. Just a flawless, you know, from song to song, very fun. And this is her second studio album,
1: is that right? Yeah, yeah, their second album. Um, yeah, it's crazy because it's it's just three people. Um, Mark Spree on guitar, he's an excellent guitarist. Uh, Laura Lee, um, she is insane bass player. Um, this is this band is like kind of put into like psychedelic rock, kind of, um, or indie rock, but. Mm -hmm. She, it's very like bass heavy. Like when you hear it, you could hear the bass. That's the, that's
3: the first thing I noticed about this band was that bass. And this album specifically had like a Middle Eastern kind of vibe. Like some of the, you know, guitar was a little bit more of a sitar in some of the, the areas, um, which I like. I like Middle Eastern, Middle Eastern music like that. Um, and I didn't expect them to be from Houston, Texas. Like,
0: yeah,
3: <laughs> I don't know why. It's just naive of me, but I'm like, did not expect them to be from that area for whatever reason. But these guys are awesome. Like, anxious to dive into their catalogue for sure. Yeah.
2: No. I would yep. I would listen to the the first album they did, The Universe Smiles Upon You. That was the first. that was the one he brought up. That introduced me to it. And it every I feel like no matter what album you toss at somebody, they're gonna fucking love this band, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And Jacob and I were talking about this earlier this week in an Xbox party, but I love that at least on the two albums I've listened to, they managed to have a great song with a weird ass name.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, and it just had, like a psychedelic feel, like surf rock meets psychedelic music. Yeah. It's very like, it's so accessible. Like you can just put it on. And I feel like anybody that listens to it to be a fan right away because it's, it's like, you know, dinner party music and it's also like party music and it's also just like driving down the street music. You know, it's so accessible. I really liked it.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, these these guys, ever since I first heard them, like, I've been a huge fan. Anything that they put out, you know, like, I'm on top of it. <clears throat> yeah, these guys, you know, they it's real easy to get into. Most people that I know that, like, they they like, hey, have you heard of Crom? And they're like, oh, I love Crom. You know, like, everyone knows who they are. Um, and if you don't, and if you hear them, you'll love them. Um, <clears throat> it's super easy to get into. Um, it's actually funny. Um, I don't think we talked about this last time, but uh they have like wigs on um that's not their real hair i've heard about that yeah
0: that's right yeah,
1: what that's, the that's, fuck I was reading about that yeah. they like always wear wigs um <laughs> i don't think that's actually their hair um because there's pictures of like laura lee like she has like regular hair and that because she kind of looks like Cleopatra with that hair you know
0: yeah She does yeah for sure and, and
1: it's funny like people always like make jokes like if they're if they're both wearing wigs, why don't why doesn't the you know the drummer that's bald? Why doesn't he wear the same <laughs> you know, like, like get everyone on the same page? But uh, but yeah, it's it's like not not you can't put words to like how important each one of them is to the band. Absolutely. Like without the guitarist, it wouldn't sound good. Without the drummer, that drummer he is like so on beat and so on tempo with everything like they're all super important to the band and that's kind of what you can appreciate. It's like simple, simplistic, you know, it's not like a 12 band group or something, but you know, they make it work and they make it sound, you know, real unique. Um, As a
3: trio too. I
1: mean, fuck you, they sound
3: really good together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's mainly all instrumental. It's not a lot of singing. There's Mm -hmm. some songs that they're singing. Um, one of my favorite songs maria tambien um that song on this album man like uh their other album uh what's it called dorian i, I i'm spacing the it,
2: universe man. smiles upon you
1: yeah the universe smiles upon you that that's that album has like so many good songs but this album has maria tambien so
0: yeah <laughs> you
1: know, you, you <laughs> kind of have exactly for that.
2: just like fucking frizzle fry and cheese dude
1: yeah, exactly like that. Exactly like that.
2: Man, I'm glad... Oh, man. You just keep introducing me to more artists, and I'm like, I just gotta buy all their shit. But I'm trying not to bring up so many duplicates on the cast.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to say... I've been waiting on... I have all their albums, so I've been... I'm trying to space them out, you know? When I yeah. bring them up. But definitely Krongbin is one anyone can get into. You could, like... Um, and yeah, they have just a great, chill, laid-back
0: Sound to them Yeah, absolutely hmm, shall we? Uh, yeah
1: Who shall? If I got a top three on this Um Honorable mention uh, Evan Finds the Third Room Yep That song that's what I was
2: saying that has a weird name, but it's damn it has good. a weird
1: name. Yeah, it's kind of a weird name. Uh, it's kind of the first time, well, not the first time, but it's one of those songs that you hear, like, Laura Lee, she's, like, she has vocals to it. Um, it's just so catchy. You know, the guitar, you hear in it, and then just see hear her, like, she all, all she's saying is, like, yes for, like, like a whole minute straight. Um, so, yeah, that's honorable mention for me. Yeah. Um, Top three. I'm gonna go. Como Me Quieres. It's a great start to an album. um August 10th. That's and good. then Ma- Maria Tambien. Like Maria Tambien. It's an insane song. It's so like fast paced. They're all playing so fast. There are live shows for that song. People go insane. Um, but yeah, great stuff. This would
2: be a fun. This would I'll be a fun say, to see. Live. That'd be
3: fun to see live. Definitely.
2: Um but didn't they were here recently weren't they jake touring they were, yeah
1: they were in bend oh. they were in bend like in july and then they were in portland also
0: damn well yeah, I, so that's one we should look out for. for these
1: artists that we review and make sure we see them if they're local sure. yeah
2: yeah we'll do it we'll do like we'll do kind of what we did with this episode when we all go see or we'll like kind of recap it too you know, oh, we'll, yeah. we'll dedicate some more time to sure, that. Share our videos.
0: Because
2: especially because it'll be Jacob's first floater show. Mm-hmm. You and I are you and I are vets with floater we'll see shows. Some veterans. Yeah. What's up, Jake?
0: Huh? What'd oh, you say? Veterans.
2: Oh, but. <laughs> um, uh, but my top three. Uh, number three was Shades of Man. Number two was Como Quieres. Uh, number one was Maria Tambien, and my honorable mention was Evan finds the third room. That yeah, dude, Maria Tambien, fucking love that song, and Como Me Quieres. That bass line on it, just like that walking bass line throughout the whole time. Oh, mm. dude, she she is a good looking woman, but goddamn, she can she play right. the fuck? Can she can she play the fuck out of a bass too? And I love that. So shout out. But yeah, those are my top 3.
3: Yeah, thank you for introducing me to this album. It's a great pick. And like I said, from the moment I heard the title track or the starting track Como Me Caras, that's, you know, that just drew me in. So, uh number 3 Shades of Man, uh number 2 Como Te uh number 1 Como Me Caras, and then honorable mention honestly all the rest. Like this album is just, you know, 10 songs of fucking fun. You know.
2: Yeah. It's and, just... and it's fun. And also it's one of those albums that everything flows so nicely together that you can, like you were saying earlier, Matt, you can just throw it onto the background. And sometimes you just get so lost in it that you like the songs just change technically on the album, but you're still just vibing with it. It's fucking sick.
3: It's great driving music. It was one of the albums <clears> I played <throat> on my way up to Portland last night.
2: Just... Hell yeah.
1: Yeah, I like I like their use of like Spanish on this. Me too. Because they have uh, they have song titles that are in Spanish, and then the album, like the actual album title, Como "Con Todo el Mundo," it's Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, they chose that because I forget who, but someone in someone in the band, like they'd ask like their parents or something. Like they'd ask them, like, "Hey, how much do you love me?" They said, "Con Todo el Mundo," like with the whole world, I love you. Um, oh, that's why they I named it, that album? Um, that's awesome. But yeah. Great, great oh, yeah. album. Definitely give it a listen. If you haven't heard Krongbin, you'll love him. So, mm. yeah, give
2: it a shot. And go check out some of the older episodes on What You And We talk about uh, Primus on episode 8, Krongbin on episode 3. Go check those out. Uh, see Matt's first episode on here. But, anywho, that was Contoro El Mundo by Krongbin, which was Jake's pick for this week. Uh, let's, let's intro... Next week's picks. What do y'all think? Yes.
1: Let's do it. Uh. Grab my... <laughs> you know what I just thought, guys? Uh-huh. I I pick these I pick these like Spanish albums and like Spanish pronouncing albums just to hear you guys butcher it. <laughs> hey, butcher. I did a good
2: I did a good job with saying no, you guys, the
1: you guys do. You guys do. I I'm, I'm just teasing, but I like that. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see how good these gringo Spanish
0: is. <laughs> oh it's
1: better.
2: A at least it's better than all four of us trying to pronounce the fucking Cigarettes album. Oh sounds.
0: yeah,
1: right. <laughs> that was bad. Was... Someone should like just put a compilation of like us trying to pronounce all that. Like... <laughs> that... <laughs> I might. That might be. That might go on totally the TikTok, that.
2: dude. That'll I'll put that on the TikTok and Instagram, dude. Yeah, it's I'll like cut. I'll cut that together.
1: This 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 song title starts with the exclamation mark. Like I
0: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right For now. Or, but, yeah,
1: this one—it's an upside down
2: exclamation point. So I think I'm supposed to say it excited. <laughs> yeah. And then Matt's—it's like this is a Y with two weird horizontal dashes through it. <laughs> um, Starting a flur? What does that mean? Yeah. Uh, but anyways, we're gonna go ahead and talk about next week's picks now. Uh, we'll start off with me because we go in order. Uh, going away from the rock stuff for an album excuse me so I'm bringing up Swimming by Mac Miller
3: Okay.
2: Uh, his last full album before he passed or that was released before he passed away Um, fucking phenomenal album Uh, I know Jake knows it and Matt I think you'll really like it it's one of my favorites Excited. Oh, yeah. Swimming. Mac Miller.
3: Heck, yeah. I'm going to stay in that vibe of the 90s, you know, hip-hop conscious. Uh, I'm going to show you the insert first. You can see that at all.
2: Ooh. Okay.
3: And I, got this. I think I know. I just noticed that they're yellow.
2: Oh, my God.
3: And blue. Ooh, I see what it is. <laughs> I see you. 1992, Bizarre Ride 2, The Far Side.
2: Yes, bro.
3: I mean, what else do you want me to say? That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Is that the you guys thinking I was gonna bring up? Is that the one you're waiting for me to bring up? or no?
2: Nope. Nope? Not me. That's
0: not it? Oh Not okay. me.
2: Okay. All right, that's a good one. Not the one that, not the one that I mentioned <laughs> last episode. Right. But I did when I was listening to Arrested Development, it made me think of Far side, and I was like, oh yeah, Matt has bizarre ride too. Huh? But no, it's not the one that I mentioned last week.
3: Cool. Well, I'm I'm anxious to bring this one up because it's probably the the better Farsight album for sure.
2: Definitely. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: With that being said, what you got, Jake?
1: My pick. Ben uh, Kenobi. This week, yeah, right. <laughs> I look like a UPS man, dude. <laughs> what can Jake do for you? I got a Renata, uh That's Ninety-nine point nine percent. Damn.
0: Heck yeah.
1: Uh, some dance techno not really techno but some dance jay so hell yeah
2: well that's gonna be a hell of an episode uh anyways this has been episode 34 of what you spin in uh got some got one announcement for next episode and then uh we got some stuff in the works to kind of we got some stuff in the works so Uh, keep staying tuned Uh, we've got some good themed episodes down the pipe and some other shit coming up Uh, but anyways we'll catch you next week
0: for episode 34 or 35